0: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into to Non-Cultured. Before we get started, I want to point you at a few things. We have a website at noncultured.net. Uh, you can go there to check out things that we've written. You can also get the podcast there. And also, something we're really excited about, we're going to start leaning into more our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Ronnie Barrier. That's R-O-N-N-Y-B-A-R-R-I-E-R. You can go there if you want to see our Let's Plays and different like critiques of games and things that we've been doing. We're planning to do a lot more there, and we would love to get you subscribed and ready to go uh, listen and watch our awesome content. And now on to the show. Welcome back to non cultured <laughs> What <laughs> did your voice crack? <laughs> Probably
1: it was, just, it was so quiet, and then all of a sudden, like the most aggressive hello.
0: Hey, friends, welcome back to non cultured Is oh that better, gosh. Gary? No, is that
1: better? It wasn't the tone of your voice, it was the excitement and energy behind it. I was
0: very exci- I think
1: I got a little overexcited. That was like a
0: puppy hello. Let's bring it down. Hey, friends, welcome back to NPR. Now, welcome back to Non-Cultured. We're so glad you're here. I am Ronnie Barrier, and across from me is Gary Vanderwiel. Hey, buddy. Uh, we are the show where we talk about whatever the heck we want absolutely no consequences. It is, again, called Non-Cultured. I am very excited to be Just here. Just like life. Just like life. You
1: do whatever you want, no consequences.
0: Exactly. Uh, the first topic we have today. If you're rich enough. Gary, you played a tabletop RPG with my family. I did. It was weird. We played Dungeon <laughs> World. <laughs> it, it is very weird, isn't it? Uh, if for anyone who doesn't know, Dungeon World is kind of like D&D. A lot of people know what Dungeons & Dragons is. But Dungeon World is much more improv-focused in that the story that you're playing uh, is only created based on like the characters that you've made. So D&D, you would have like a preset campaign of a story that happens that you kind of usher these people through, or at least you have a world that you present the people with that you usher them through. Um, Dungeon World is... I came to the game having no idea what they would be doing i was dming i was the, the dungeon master or game master uh i had no idea what they would be doing the what the task would be any of this based on how everyone created their characters i had to just facilitate what we were doing so what ended up happening i think gary you were a barbarian you were making some gross noises over there gary was a barbarian my brother was a cleric um my sister-in-law was a wizard she was a wizard <laughs> and it was a it was only the four of us playing, right? Or was there someone else? Kara. Kara. I thought I said Kara. Your wife. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Kara. And Kara, <laughs> I was going around the table, and she usually sits next to me, so I think I skipped her in my head. I was next to you. I'm going to get in trouble when she hears this. Uh, she was a ranger. And so based on the history you guys gave me, um, like you're a barbarian, so you came from a far-off land. So I would ask you, what land did you come from? uh why is this land different how do you treat the people who are very different from you we create the story and things like that and so Dana who was the very awkward wizard she's my sister-in-law she Frank the wizard yeah, Frank the wizard was very anti-charismatic but only wanted to make friends but and so the, the story that she made up was that she entered or she entered she injured the town's mayor during a festival because she thought that the town was being attacked and so the entire quest. She pretty much
1: Don Quixote'd it.
0: The entire quest that that the the group set on was to find the Philosopher's Stone in order to uh, bring this mayor back to life or to heal this mayor. And so we kind of just played from there. And Gary, what did you think about Dungeon World?
1: It was awesome. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed it because I've never played D and D anything like that. Um, not not played too too many tabletop games, so that felt like a a manageable entry into that yeah. kind of world. It was almost like the Marvel movies of tabletop games. <laughs> you know, like it's it's a it's an entry point, right? Uh, a to to kind of hook you and really go in yeah. for and, a lot of and people and help you to pay
0: attention to other more in-depth stuff maybe. Right. For people who who don't know really how D&D works, it's it's pretty much you say you want to do something and then you roll dice and the outcome of the dice tells you whether or not what you're trying to do is successful. Um, dungeon world's a much simpler version of that into where when you roll you have certain stats and you add your stats to whatever you end up rolling but you roll the dice add whatever stats you need to add for what you're doing or subtract right and if it's a six or lower you fail outright if it's a seven to nine you succeed but with consequences Um, and then ten or higher is an outright success and so it was it really kept me on my toes because when you're playing D and D, you kind of have like character outlines that you're, that are given to you, and you know how this character should respond in certain ways. But since we were making up these characters on the spot and the enemies you guys were fighting, I was having to make up everything that we did. Like I can't remember. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example, but like you, you guys were being attacked by like a giant boar that came out of the forest. But Kara's a ranger, and she knew this forest really well, and so. She rolled to be able to, like, discern the situation. I think it's called discern realities. And she rolled really well. And so what I told her was that the boar wasn't real. There was someone, like, creating an illusion way off in the distance. And they had to go find that person. But I had no idea, like, there was a person controlling that boar until she said that there was something that that was amiss. And so it was, it, it was a lot of fun, actually. It was a mix of, like improv and video games kind of but
1: i feel like it helps you stretch that imagination muscle that yeah. atrophies as we get older
0: yes very much so like <laughs> say it,
1: the most dramatic way <laughs> a,
0: a little bit like the initial like trepidation when you're playing is like well this is kind of stupid but if you kind of just get past that. It's it's
1: one of those things like if you don't just embrace the stupid and the weird, you're going to be the one that's stupid and weird. Like I mean,
0: it's like yeah. comics and video games. It's like you can choose to enjoy these things or you can be too cool for it and just not really care. Like um, your
1: brother went way in on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah. Jeff, uh, that was the first time I've ever had a character die that I was playing. But <laughs> at one point he jumped into a monster's mouth and was eaten outright. Um One of the fun mechanics of Dungeon World is uh, you can actually bargain with death, like when you're at death's door, Um, and Jeff just got there, and he just rolled horribly, and so he just got (laughs) choked out by the Grim Reaper. (laughs) And so, that's the first time I've ever had a character die, but even with those character deaths, um, I think it was really fun. I think the game lends itself really well to what we call one-shots. You can do longer campaigns with it where characters level up and stuff, but... I think it lends itself really well to like one-off experiences.
1: Well, I do want to play as Ted the Dreaded again.
0: Ted the Dreaded was a good barbarian name. And you actually survived this encounter. I did.
1: I beat the monster by talking to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just like you should in real life, Ted. It was, like
1: was like an at-school special. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: an ending of an episode of Full House. I was like, what's really wrong here? Every episode of Full House, someone prove me wrong, send me a clip. Every episode of Full House ends with them like sitting next to each other, soft music playing, someone learning a lesson, and then getting a hug, and then a corny joke. And that great. is that is the formula every single it time. It's money. Right. Little it's like, a, they know, it's like though- a
1: bowl of vanilla ice cream. You know, like there are other ice creams, and there's more you can add to it to make it better, but still. A bowl of vanilla ice cream is still yeah. As someone good.
0: who's constantly been described as good enough, I <laughs> identify really hard with that. Ronnie, analogy. I deem you adequate. Thank you, buddy. And nothing more. <laughs> you sound just like my wife. Aw. So yeah, Dungeon World. Um, for anyone who's uh, wanting to get into into that kind of uh tabletop RPG, but is kind of intimidated by something as complicated as D anD D, Dungeon World is a really fun one. I've also heard Fiasco is a is a good game. I think that's more based around like heists, and there's no DM, there's no one leading it; just everyone plays together, and what you do is based on dice rolls. I think I, I haven't ever played it. Also, Blades in the Dark is supposed to be really fun, cool, um, which is like a post-apocalyptic game where you're all thieves. Uh, but there's there's so many of these online if you just Google simple tabletop RPGs, then there's a lot of them, and um. I think we had a blast.
1: Yeah, and you know, I I had never <clears throat> done much in like in regards to kind of character creation stuff like that and kind yeah. of understanding the the character. But these these make it pretty simple, right? Where you, based on your class, of course, you have different options to take. Yeah. But like there are options to customize, but and, and so you can still feel like you're playing a character, but it's not overwhelming,
0: right? It's it's a lot of check boxes on the sheet, and you all create characters together. Um, and so like one of my favorite parts about it, um, is that there's a bonds section on (laughs) on the paper. And so we find out what everyone's characters are. And then after that, you write down private bonds that you have with other characters at the table, but like they can completely contradict each other. Like you could have said that you are best friends with Jeff's character, which you wouldn't have because Jeff's character was not very nice. He was kind of a masochist. It was weird. Um, you could have said you're, he was, he was, Zaz. (laughs) <laughs> he was yeah. He was a serial killer <laughs> from Batman. From, from Batman. <laughs> you could have you could have put on your bond that um you know, he's your best friend and he could have put on his without you knowing that like he wanted to kill you for whatever reason. And so you thought you guys were best friends, but he had this thing against you and acting on or uh what they call resolving those bonds, um, actually gives you extra experience and you're incentivized to do that in the game, um, which I think is a really cool ...way to kind of get people more into it. It's not just... It's not the typical RPG of... I rolled a hit. I miss. They rolled a hit. They hit. I rolled a hit. And it's just... You're not playing with the systems. It's like you're getting into the story. And it's not... I want to attack this guy with this weapon... ...and do this amount of damage. It's... What I was told... ...reading the instructions... ...is that I should constantly be asking you guys... ...what do you do? And so I present you with a situation... ...if you roll a six or lower... I tell you what happens. If you roll seven or nine, I give you a choice. And pretty much it just always ends up with what they call me giving a uh, soft roll, which is like something is happening. What do you do? And then a hard roll is something has happened to you. Uh, And so it's just a way to kind of play off of each other. And it was more of a conversation. uh,
1: Yeah. Kind of like the the one downside of the seven through nine rolls is kind of the limited of uh, consequences. Yeah. So like it's mostly like you lose a piece of ammo, uh, or you lose a piece of equipment, yep. uh, or you draw unwanted attention to yourself, which we learned, yes, can uh, keep you in one place for a long time if you have right. one person who just keeps drawing attention <laughs> to
0: themselves. And you guys kept doing that, and I didn't have any of those planned. And like the, probably the <laughs> longest fight you guys had in that game was, was with like, a giant is with a giant sea serpent. <laughs> I, I didn't know kill, there was gonna I be sea serpents in this everyone. game. <laughs> yeah, we were um we were uh or I I shouldn't say we, you guys were like about to siege a castle and I asked Dana like what is this castle like and she described it and so because she described it that's that way that's what the castle was that you guys were attacking. And she said there were giant sea serpents in the water and Jeff rolled something where he drew attention and so I made a sea serpent come out of the water and suddenly, you know, attacked Jeff. So <laughs> it it's very much based on uh who's playing and i i can tell you if you play an rpg with jeff it will always be exciting at least <laughs> hey, something will happen
1: hey what was the what was the best successful move
0: in that game are you are you fishing for something <laughs> yeah. okay I I mean, I know without
1: a doubt what it was. What was it, Gary? It was when Ted the Dreaded pulled out his lasso that no one knew about (laughs) and lassoed an elf off a horse and took his horse to stab two other elves. That's true.
0: You did roll very well in that one.
1: Uh, My rolls at first were awesome, and then in the middle, I couldn't get anything (laughs) above a four, and I was, like, slowly
0: dying. That's usually how it goes. But also, when you roll badly in this game, you gain experience, which I actually like, so it... it You still benefit from doing poorly. Learn
1: from your mistakes. That's very
0: true. Yeah. So um, you would recommend it to friends, you think? Yeah, I would. And as long as you have character sheets, I think you can just – you can kind of play at any time because all you need is pencil and paper and, like, someone who knows how to DM it. Um, So I I enjoyed it a lot. It was a fun break from our our D&D grind, and it was just a good way to kind of – it's a good way to – I feel like it would be a great – if you're, like, a comedy troupe it would be a great exercise to play <laughs> a game because it, it's all just improv. So I, I really like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So would you be interested, this is not me asking you to play at any point because I know it's time-consuming, things like that, but would you at all be interested in trying something heavier like D&D at some point? Yeah, for sure. But cool. I'm glad it, it kind of works as a as a... I mean, I have G-way to one.
1: unleash Blitz Scorch Beat at some point.
0: Yeah, that's true. We did make Blitz Scorch Beach on a... On a prior episode so you've got to use him at some point he's a mean little forest gnome yes he is <laughs> well gary anything else that you want to add about dungeon world before we move on to our next topic
1: oh uh, that's fun yeah, yeah. i mean you know, again you have to lean into it yeah you can't feel awkward about using your imagination
0: yeah things the world is more fun when you want to enjoy things there's a lot of cynical people out there, yeah, and they will say, "Oh, that's stupid. I don't want to do that." But when it's like, "Hey, I'll try this, and if I don't like it, I don't like it." But if you want to like something, you'll end up having a much more fun. It's okay time. to like things. That's okay. Like a, in a the lot words of, of Abed, think it's
1: the words of Abed, I like liking things.
0: It's very true. That also reminds me of the the comic. Someone is making fun of football calling it sports ball and mocking someone another guy just grabs him by the lips and he's like shh let people enjoy things <laughs> yeah like, that's like
1: i mean but both sides do that you know like there are oh, like yeah, for jocks sure. who are like you know D would be weird but there's also like nerds in no nerd culture that do things like call it like sports ball and stuff like that's like enjoy what you enjoy like yeah, or much. you can enjoy both like yeah i play football and i love it yeah in all kinds of sports and i also
0: like yeah. Some nerdy things, you know? And it's yeah, it's the moral of the story is like if someone enjoys things, like don't try to gatekeep. If someone wants to play D D with you, someone wants to play Dungeon World, like please let them in. Like and also, that's, I want more people in every community.
1: That's part of the idea behind this <clears throat> this podcast itself is that there were, you know, some things that we we were interested in and um, and and kind of had a surface level experience or knowledge of, yeah. and just wanted to talk about what we enjoy and, and kind of invite people into that. Yeah. And so Ronnie's been doing that with more tabletop games lately. Like I've never, I, I never do that, and I kind of do that with comics a little bit with Ronnie. And so we kind of have that, that kind
0: of back and forth. Yeah, we that's why to, we have non. culture We want to bring our non culture to others. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this first topic. We are going to take a quick break and be back with the second one.
1: We'll be back.
0: Hey, friends. We are both segments today. I've messed up the intro.
1: You, you want me to help you out here? Sure. I, I mean, I know this is kind of your job. You're kind of the host, and I'm just like I'm the, the beautiful assistant. I'm the legs.
0: Boy, it's a radio show. Yep. Uh, yep.
1: <clears throat> but we were just talking about uh, enjoying things. But Ronnie, what happens if there's too many things to enjoy?
0: Are you talking about the oversaturation of yes. certain media properties, Gary? Which ones in particular are you talking about?
1: And there, there, are, there's a Marvel movie and a Star Wars movie out right now that have been out for at least a little bit, and I haven't seen them. And I didn't, never thought that that would be. The case.
0: If someone were to tell me when I was a kid that there'd be like Marvel movies out, DC movies out, Star Wars movies out, and I hadn't seen even one (laughs) of them, I'd have been like, dude, you crazy.
1: If someone told me that there was a Justice League movie that came out that I wouldn't see in theaters, I
0: would have, yeah, said, you're crazy. (laughs) I still haven't seen Justice League or Suicide Squad. I have not seen Logan, even though I know that's an incredible movie. I just, someone spoiled the ending and it made Mm. me upset. Um, I haven't seen Solo. There's a lot of movies out there from my favorite properties that I haven't seen. Yeah. Do you so think, is that an indictment on them or on you, do you think? I don't think it's an indictment on anyone specifically. I think just, you know, you can't beat a dead horse, and these horses have been trotting around for a long time. Um, <laughs> Infinity War worked because they built so much of a foundation. At the same time, when you do that, you run the risk of just killing your properties, running them into the ground. Uh, to use every idiom in the English language. Uh, but I I I feel like Solo is the first, I mean, DC aside, because those are just a lot of them are bad movies. Solo, I feel like, was the first needless movie. Like Rogue One kind of, and I'm not saying the these are not value judgments on the movies at all. Um, I thought Rogue One was a great movie, but I didn't think Rogue One was really necessary and you don't want to put too much Star Wars out there, but Solo was the first one. it's like, Part of the greatness of Han Solo is the mystique of like what has this guy done and where did he come from and there's a certain point where when you over explain that, it kind of loses the magic. What do you think
1: i i don't i don't know if Solo was unnecessary because i I've been hearing some good things um I just like I yeah, I I'm with you. I don't need every character explained. I I know that like, I've seen some people now saying like they want a Boba Fett movie.
0: I think that's the biggest mistake you can make.
1: And I would be okay with it if it wasn't a character movie. Yeah. If it wasn't, here's Boba Fett's backstory. We got enough of that in Attack of the Clones. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if it's like if it's Boba Fett just being Boba Fett, that's fine. You know, yeah, But I don't need, like, the solo but, I mean, of Boba Fett.
0: <laughs> the, the good thing about Boba Fett is he shows up, has, what, four lines in the original movies? Mm-hmm. Maybe less than that. Uh, one of them is a Wilhelm scream as he's falling into the Sarlacc pit. I mean, like, he was, already was gone. And, the, like, the, the backstory you invent in your head is always going to be cooler. He was... I feel like he was created as, like, the seminal action figure for kids to play with. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I, and... Uh, <laughs>
1: So, my headcanon for Boba Fett is that he is a, like, overly intense, like, personality-wise bounty hunter that, like, he has, has, like, a trigger, like, uh, for anger and and just incinerates people all the time, and it gets annoying for Vader. That's why he's like, no incinerations (laughs) in
0: in, uh, Empire. Wait, I could do this better if I have to fill out one more insurance form because you keep incinerating our officers, I am going to lose it. That's the closest thing I have to a Darth <laughs> Vader voice. But yeah, you'd imagine like the Is more Vader going to
1: have to choke a fit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the more you drill down into, into the backstories of these characters, the less interesting they become. Um, and I think, I mean, we talked about it. We talk about it regularly with comics. Um, there's so much out there, you tell someone to read Batman, and it's like, well, over the last thirty oh no more than that what is it how when is Batman forties or fifties?
1: a long time,
0: yeah, like seventy eighty years, maybe um over the last seventy or eighty years, what should I read? There's different ages, there's different artists and and writers inside those ages, there's spin offs, there's sequels, there's prequels, I mean like, and this thing before this is nightfall. Not, <laughs> this is this is not giving us i'm not saying it's bad one way or another because i'm obviously not saying don't like i'm not saying stop making comics i'm not saying stop doing these awesome things with their properties but i feel like when you get to a certain level of specificity with certain characters um, i'd prefer a separate take on the character more than drilling down to the same character like i would prefer an alternate universe han solo Rather than a here's everything that led up to a new hope, you an know? ultimate
1: Han Solo,
0: ultimate Han Solo, well, new like, Fifty
1: Two Han Solo.
0: What are the? I haven't seen it yet, but one of the Batman things I've been most excited about recently is Batman Ninja. Really, you don't you don't want to see Batman Ninja? No, I saw it. Oh, you don't like it? No, I didn't. I heard it was great. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we I, we can save this for another time. This is not a this is not a Batman Ninja review, but. The, the, the bat,
1: the like watercolor painted backgrounds, are pretty. A lot of the rest of it
0: is boo boo, boo boo trash. Yeah. Okay, so that your feelings on Batman Ninja aside, the concept I'm much more excited about something like a Batman Ninja than I am like a solo. Um, it's a little bit more out there, and um, just with the with the oversaturation of everything, um, I'm kind of worried about you know the two or three Star Wars movies in a year or whatever we're going to get now. <clears throat> that's what it is with Marvel, but if they keep going at the pace they're going, they're going to keep increasing. Although, they have just said that they released Solo too soon. They feel like it should have been more spaced out from Last Jedi, and that's oh, what really? caused it to be heard at the box office. Uh, I I mean, I think there was a lot of things that caused it to be heard yeah. at the box office, but I don't think they're going <clears> to <throat> speed up as much as we're worried about.
1: I think there, there's a couple ways to kind of prevent um, oversaturation. One is uh, make the actual numbered Star Wars better than they are, because <laughs> yeah,
0: we never did our <laughs> spoiler cast on Last Jedi. Yeah, um, we need to do a Last Jedi revisited. I I still have only seen it once in theaters. Yeah, so we need to go. We'll we need to that. watch it together and then record like a commentary right yeah. after.
1: Um. But but for real, if you if you use Star Wars as a like a Star Wars m- movies as a medium, yeah, and allow different genres in that. So Solo's a, kind of a heist movie, right? Rogue One's kind of a war movie. That can that can keep things interesting. You know, right. a Boba Fett movie that's like a gritty underground, you know, bounty hunter movie that that could be fine. Um, you could do like thrillers. You could do, yeah, you know, more action movies. Like they don't. The, the, that's such a big world to explore. Mm-hmm. There's great... You're seeing that kind of in the Marvel movies, too, where they're kind of allowing different genres. Like, Thor has been... Thor Ragnarok was called, like, a you know, like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Ant-Man was kind of heisty. I'm hoping Ant-Man and the Wasp will be kind of the same way.
0: Yeah. Uh, Needs something a little lighter Civil War, Infinity War. Yeah,
1: Civil War was a political thriller, you know? Yeah. So, you you can do... <clears throat> Stuff like that, like like diversify genres and keep uh, kinda of how in the comics world, you know, you bring other creators and writers in. Right. So like there there can be some changes. Also one thing in the Marvel universe that I kinda hope that they can do if they can do it well. If it could be done well and they figure out a way to do it, it's like like what you're saying about alternate universes. Yeah. So you can have a, a Miles Morales. You know, you can you can have Different Spider-Man, yeah. essentially. Um, I think that could be kind of I- interesting.
0: So you think the better the better way to expand upon Star Wars isn't let's tell more stories with Han and Luke and Leia, but let's tell stories from corners of the galaxy you've never heard of before.
1: My thing is like, so people who who you know grew up watching Star Wars and stuff like that have. Uh, like they they have ideas of who Luke and Han and Leia are, and there's a lot of stories that have been told with them, and that are still being told. Like the 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 Star Wars comics do still fill in, in the gaps, um, between, between movies for a lot of that, and so it's kind of hard to go back and say like, well, actually, they're like this. Yeah, uh, you, you saw a lot of backlash with that in the Last Jedi, where a lot of people were like, Luke, Luke doesn't do this. Yeah, you know, in in my head, um. The saga stories, you know, the the original trilogy, prequels, sequels are Skywalker stories. Yeah. So they should be. You know, so that and that's why it's so centric on seemingly one family. Right. Because it's a Skywalker story. But whenever you expand beyond that, you need to tell peripheral stories. You know? Um, <clears throat> I appreciated that. Battlefront Two tried to do this by <laughs> telling a story of a yeah of an Imperial agent, um, although not <clears throat> executed super well. But there's so many stories and angles that that could be told, right. that, that should be done in film. So like going back and announcing, you know, we're we we're, we're doing a, a, a previous character their backstory. That's I don't necessarily need that. There's only one character I will I will say could have their own movie though. Obi Wan.
0: Oh, yeah, that one I'm okay with. But I
1: think his story is actually already told in in Rebels.
0: Yeah, I think there's still quite a bit of time, like at the end of Rebels, before New Hope starts, right? Or does it butt up like right next to it? It's it's close. Okay, I I haven't seen Rebels, but mm. it, it's it's
1: Rebels just ended, and I think it's it's pretty well worth worth a watch. So if you watch the later seasons of Clone Wars and you yep. enjoy them, it's still Dave Filoni, it's still the same guy that is behind yeah. rebels and i think he's has a new is going to start a new show soon yeah i heard about that yeah. that should
0: be fun so yeah um <clears throat> yeah may, maybe obi-wan to be good for for an extra movie but I, i'm of the same mind it's like why focus on boba fett when there's millions of bounty hunters in this galaxy that you could do with that could be just yeah. as interesting like let that character be iconic don't He's literally already been beaten to the ground. Don't Tell do that Basque's, anymore.
1: The story. Yeah.
0: The real story we want to know. Um, but they did some of this with like... The real the,
1: struggles of a tran, tran, Trandoshan bounty hunter.
0: Trend, okay. They
1: should do like the E-Hollywood true story.
0: <laughs> um, so I think... I mean, there's already been like some some side comics of like the guys that were in the, the new Cantian and Force Awakens. Uh, like those you said you read something about them, like the guys in the red armor or something. They were like their own separate side story, but every single side character you see in the background of one of these movies could be its own comic line, its own movie, its own TV series. So I don't think they need to keep beating the same, Mm -hmm. the same, uh, characters in the ground over and over.
1: I mean, you can go back, um, you know, to the old Republic. Uh, you can, I mean, there's, you can tell, um, you know how Palpatine? Yeah, like you you could do like ba- some background there.
0: I, I I mean, I don't think that would fight oversaturation still because people would still be sick yeah. of Star Wars. But if you spread it out across different mediums, like I said, comic books. Yeah. Like if you made like a theatrical release three times a year, I think Marvel is currently the only one who can get away with that because they finally made good on all that. It finally built to something. But if you just have all these separate things going constantly, it's like well. When there's this much content out, none of it matters anymore. So, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, what Dash says in The Incredibles. When everyone's about Super, no one is. Dash didn't say that. He he finished it. Dash said it, and then Syndrome said it later. Mm. I feel like we've had this exact same conversation before.
1: Dude, how excited are you for Incredibles 2?
0: um, How high up there on the radar is it for you? It's not high on the radar. I know I'm going to love it. Yeah. But I haven't really (laughs) been excited about it for whatever reason. I love the first one. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm excited. It's, it, it should be a lot of fun. Let's go to the midnight show with uh, like our PJs on. I'm down. Okay. I wear PJs out in public anyway. Because you, you would slob. That's just unnecessary. Before you or When you got here, I literally said the words, I'm going to go put my podcast pants yeah, on. Yeah, podcast pants. Because if we're treating this as work, if we're treating this as something we seriously want to do, I don't want to be recording it in my PJs. I want to put some effort into it. I want to put my <laughs> pants on.
1: Life lessons with Ronnie.
0: <laughs> That's all I offer. And so Life
1: what lessons. are your podcast pants?
0: Um, I'm wearing these very nice gray jeans oh, that yeah. I got from uh, Stitch Fix. Yeah, Stitch Fix. That's
1: nice. I don't feel like I can wear gray jeans.
0: Why do you say that? Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can't wear most things because I have such like awkward like
0: pear body. I don't know. <laughs> I was told by my tailor that I've got... What was it? She, she's like, you have... Very narrow hips for how wide your shoulders are, and I was like, "Is that a good thing?" Thanks. She was like, "It's just a thing." And I was like, "You could have just said yes." But the
1: thing, the thing about that story is, you have your own
0: tailor. <laughs> it was a Which tailor, pretty awesome for my cousin's wedding for a specific purpose. I said, "My tailor." Okay, I'm not that. I'm not that fancy. I ain't Frasier. Or- yeah. So, yeah, oversaturation I think is a is going to be a problem very soon. Uh, especially since we're being hit across every medium. But at the same time, spreading it out across those mediums might mitigate some of that, especially if you switch to different characters. But then again, we're not the one making billions upon billions of dollars, so what the heck do we know?
1: true. Sure. as long as it makes billions at all.
0: Yeah, we just know when we get tired of stuff, and I've been tired of DC movies for a while. That was quick. Part of that is just because I suck. Yeah. Yep. I'm still mad about Batman hitting Superman with a sink in Batman v. Superman.
1: Literally hit him with everything. He picked
0: up a sink and threw it at him. That was like the one thing I was excited about in that movie. It's like that fight at least is gonna be awesome. It wasn't. You should yeah. go watch the Dark Knight Returns instead. They should do um
1: <clears throat> they should do uh the Longbow Hunters. Which uh, one is that? The Longbow Hunter as a green arrow story when him and uh Black Canary moved to Seattle and they're like dealing with like uh, drug rings and prostitution
0: and stuff. It's a super happy Green Arrow it sounds story. like it. It would yeah. fit right in that DC universe. Jeez. Oh, Everything's super happy about them. <laughs> well, Gary, this has been a fun episode. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember what our first topic was. I Dungeon mean, World. That was it.
1: That's we- kind of the point of the podcast. Though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we talked about Dungeon World. We talked about the oversaturation of different properties, mostly Star Wars. Um, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Everything comes back to Star Wars. <laughs> and it's every episode, man. I had a friend tell me that he enjoyed how much we related everything to Star Wars. And I was like, that was not on purpose. Gary just won't stop. Nope. I can't can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> I again am Ronnie Barrier across from Gary VanderWheel. You can find us on Twitter at Ronnie underscore Barrier. That's Ronnie with R O N N Y. And at VanderWheels, which I actually really like your Twitter name. Uh, you can also find us uh, thanks, at boo. nonculture.net and at our YouTube channel, YouTube, youtube.com slash Ronnie Barrier. Uh, we would love to see you guys in any of those places. Please follow us. Uh, like us wherever you can. And also, if you're on iTunes, please rate us on iTunes. That does a lot more than you would think um, about building an audience. But if we want more people to hear this, uh, we've got to have more ratings on there. Otherwise, it won't even post a rating. Hey, is ratings
1: a consequence? So that is the first consequence. We're at the end of
0: the podcast. I don't want to hear this from you right now. Sorry, buddy. I'm just trying to get the whole thing. Uh, Sorry, I
1: interrupted the spiel.
0: You bring up consequences, which is the one thing we're supposed to be not concerned about. Yep. So, yeah. We'll see you next time.